0: I want to just make sure we actually have our Benji Kramer with us because we're using a little bit of a different phone system as we try to uh, adjust things in our makeshift studio here in New York City. Rabbi Kramer, are you with us?
1: Yes, I am. Can you hear me?
0: Are you loud and clear? And I'm glad you're there. And give me a second to remind everybody that it's the 19th day in the counting of the Omer and we are celebrating Yom Ha'atzmode on this 4th of ER usually the 5th of the year. Today is the 4th of the year and because of the proximity to Shabbos, the proximity to Shabbat, uh, the um, celebration of Yom HaTzmod is moved to Thursday, so it's not going to be on Friday tomorrow, when, God forbid, it could lead to Chilul Shabbat, and I think to the desecration of Shabbos. And I think that that is something really important for us to keep in mind, uh, to remember uh, that the state of Israel, that we, uh, often, we're often we often not thrilled with everything that goes on there. Keep in mind, everybody, that the Yom HaTzmod celebration is... Uh, Brought in advance on the calendar Because of the uh, proximity to Shabbat Which is pretty amazing Maradina says Yeshiva Noam is the place to be today Chag Sameach. thank you very much for that The Chatanim um, are Dov Chaim Medshbach From Amit Tzvat Yeshiva And uh, Hillel Cohen from the Hartman High School in Yerushalayim Congratulations to the two winners of the Chidon the International Bible Contest. Rabbi Benji Kramer, who does our May Hear Me limb segment in memory of Mayor Weingarten, and that analyzes the uh, Hebrew language every single Monday at nine a.m. right after JM in the a.m. He's with us live via telephone. He's rabbi of um, of uh, uh, he's a rebbe rather, an educational coordinator of uh, educational technology um, at the Shiva Flappishol Broverman High School in. Brooklyn, New York. Rabbi Kramer, mo'adim l'simcha li gula to you.
1: Mo'adim l'simcha chag sameach. It's an honor to be here with you. Um, obviously, we miss uh, Mayor so, so much every day, but especially on a day like today. Um, I, I'm thinking about him all the time. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I, want, I, didn't,
0: I didn't want today to turn into a memorial, even though agree, even though that's the agreed. way it, it feels, frankly. But it is difficult to uh, uh, to do a show like this and not think of Mayer constantly. <laughs> uh, so, Rabbi Kramer, what do you have for us this morning?
1: So, um, the the, the um, national anthem of uh, of Israel, Hatikva has a, a pretty long and interesting history, but first I wanted to analyze the words um, and then talk a little bit about the history of the, of the anthem itself. Um, we, we start off, uh, co- uh, f- first I have to talk a little bit about the history only because it's, it's, uh, it comes from uh, Naftali Hertz Imber, who wrote a very long poem, like nine paragraphs, called Tikvatenu, and this is just the beginning of it, and it's even been changed a little bit, as we'll see. Um, he starts off, penima, as long as, literally, as the heart is inside of me, but really it means as long as my heart is beating, Nefesh Yehudi Homiyah. The Nefesh, the uh, neshama, the soul of a Jew, is Homiyah. Now, Homiyah is a reference to a Pasuk in Yerbiyahu, Homelili li Bi, we even say in Ayn Zemirot, homeli B, El Dodecha. Homia it means to yearn for to to moan out in, or cry um, uh, when uh, when when I think about what we were not even sure yet um, and then he goes on and he's he's sort of like hinting to his theme but we don't really know it yet towards the Mizrach, towards the east by the way that's uh, also a reference. To the discussion in Shemot Kavzayin of the Miz, of the Mishkan of the Chazer of the Mishkan, it says wow. and he says wow. towards the east. with Sophia. The I our eye, our, our collective eye is looking towards Sophia, is looking towards Tzion towards really Yerushalayim. Tzion is really Yerushalayim. Um, so, is that what we're yearning for? It seems that the real center line, or the main line, is really the next line, and in his original poem, um, Ember's original poem, that was the the refrain that came up all the time. Ode, lo, avda, our hope has never stopped. Now, this is a fascinating line, because it references... A, uh, and I talked about this in the Mir Milim uh, segment on Monday. The reference is a pasuk in Yechezkel, the dry bones that we read on Shabbat Cholam uh, and the dry bones that that uh, rep- represents Am Yisrael in our darkest time. And we know in the last eighty years we we know what what we we conjure up in our minds. This this nevuah, and he and he was told to give nevuah. ...to these bones, and the bones seem to be speaking to him, and they say, Avda tichvatenu. They say, we are dried up bones, and we have no hope. And he says, that's not true, I'm going to give you a spirit. You're going to come back to Israel, and I'm going to give you a whole spirit, and you're going to come back to life. Od, lo, Avda Tikvatenu is basically what Yefazkel says to the bones, he says. Um, and then, we still don't, doesn't say what the tikva is... HaTikva Shnot it originally said. They changed it to HaTikva Bat Shnot al to make it better Diktuk. And here comes the punchline. liot Am Artenu, Eretz The real punchline is at the very end that we should be in a democratic, free country, in in our land, Eretz It's interesting that he doesn't say Eretz uh, Yisrael, and, and I'm going to discuss that in a moment. Um but basically, to sum up, what he's saying is um, <clears throat> that we still, in the heart of every Jew, is this connection to Zion, this hope to Zion, this, uh, this idea that we have to come back to it. Now, the original actually had different lines. My father told me that when he was in Shomer Adati, they used to sing the old one. Lashuv le- the hope was to come back to Eretz Avotenu. Also a reference to Yishayahu where it also says, Ariel, Ariel, which is Yerushalayim, Kiryat, Chana David, the place where David settled. But when they changed it later, and uh, the person who changed it, uh, David uh, Yadlovitz, uh, actually claims that he talked to Imber, and Imber agreed to the change. But what's interesting about the history of, of the uh, Hatikva, a couple of things, and one is like a shocking thing. I'm wondering if you know this. But uh, the, the first thing is that it, w- it was written at the end of the 1800s, right. and it, it became really big at the third, um, the third Zionist Congress. The third Zionist Congress was the one that they were voting on whether to go to um, uh, Uganda, right. and, uh, and, uh, and 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 a pr- as a protest to that proposal, and it was actually voted on. Uh, they because of um, uh, they sang this song at, uh, loud and clear in the middle as a protest to to that proposal. Uh, later on, in the, uh, in the early 1907, I believe, they, they actually voted for it to be the official uh, s- song, I don't know if you would call it an anthem, of the Zionist Congress. And only later, in 1933, did they officially vote on it to be you know the, the Zionist movement anthem, so to speak. Um, now, uh, one of the most controversial lines for for religious Jews is liot Am chavshi. Many rabbis talk about that, and the truth is that it's not so clear that it means what people what people think it means. First of all, in the concentration camps, many uh, Jews sang this. So liot Am meant something totally different. And
0: the and the word that. Chavshi meaning free.
1: Free. I'm sorry to be free. And some people think that it refers to being free from mitzvot. Which is not, so, not really so clear. That's what he means at all, really. However, it's also interesting that in the protest against the white papers, um, the, uh, the, uh, um, what, they all, what they screamed out all the time is Medina Igrit, a Jewish nation or a, a Hebrew nation. Aliyah Chofshit. We want free Aliyah. We don't want to be limited. And it's very possible that when they changed it to the Liyodam Chavshi that they had that in mind as well. You know, there were other, there were other national anthems that people wanted. There was a, a poem by Chaim Nachum of Yalik. Rav Cook had a national anthem that he wanted uh, that, that didn't, didn't exactly succeed. But I think the most shocking um, piece of history about HaTikvah, when do you think it was officially put into law that this is the national anthem? Nothing. It was not the, right after the state was founded? So that's what everyone thinks. But actually, it was not put into law till 2004. It was <laughs> wow. never put into law. Obviously, it was obviously recognized as the national right. anthem, but it was never written into law until 2004. It's all over the Internet. That's uh, interesting.
0: What's interesting, uh, interesting to, that... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It. No, go ahead.
1: There are no bombs bursting. There's no war. It's all about yearning and our dream and our hope. To be in Israel, to, to have that as a national uh, homeland, which it is, and, uh, and to be connected to our historic homeland. The last line I just want to say, Eretz Sion, Yerushalayim, is just interesting to me. Like, why didn't it say Eretz Yisrael? So it, when they were voting on the name of Israel, nobody knew. Even when they formed their, their testimony of people who didn't know the name of the state when they formed the state until the very last minute. What are they going to call it? <laughs> There were proposals of Sabar, there were proposals of Ever like Ibri and Sion was one of the proposals. Wow. And only at a vote of seven to three, in this small little uh, group, did they vote on Israel, Israel to be the name. So Eretz Sion, at the time that they wrote it, that might have been the name of the state. So maybe that's why they kept that.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. One of the things that um, uh, I wanted to point out, based on the history you just gave us, is that uh, now you know why. Um, especially toward the end of World War two, and you see uh, you know videos of um, of camps being liberated and people singing Hatikva. Now you know why there were groups of Jews that had these words on their lips because they existed as an anthem for so many decades already. This was not something that was you know conjured up because it looked like a state was about to be formed or a state mm-hmm. was recently formed and i think that 's important exactly to, you know, i think it 's important to point out that the Hatikvah uh, it, 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 the state may be seventy four years old the Hatikva is much older than that and has a, um, a history that is so rich. And uh, it's funny that you point out about, um, you know, hatikvah meaning the hope and that's the yearning that all of us have and the yearning that the Jewish people have had for thousands of years to get back to the to the Holy Land and that uh, the national anthem that, uh, for instance, uh, you cited the one in the United States, our Star-Spangled Banner, has a, uh, a much different type of atmosphere. And I'm reminded about the fact uh, that, and you know this firsthand uh, that when um, when there are induction ceremonies for the Army of the state of Israel the idf the israel defense forces sahal um, both a both a weapon and a, and a Tanakh are, yes. are are handed to the um, uh, to the young man or young woman who's about to um, uh, take on this role as an officer so in the powerful. in the israel defense forces and and when you think about that, and again, this is, I'm not, this is not a criticism of other countries and the way they handle things, but when you think about the balance of that, where if someone, mm-hmm. where, where if someone is now a defender, if someone is now a fighter, if someone is now you know, it, it, it being inducted, you would think there's only one thing they actually need or one thing that, that, that portrays the, um, uh, the, the fact that they are now a defender of the land and that obviously would be you know, their weapon. Uh, but yeah. no, but no. In that ceremony, uh, <laughs> they make sure in Israel to hand two things to that young uh, soldier, and that's both a weapon and a Tanakh. Uh, literally, when I was, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: when I was in sixth grade, my Rebbe Rabbi Spivak um, wrote a song, and he, and the theme of the song was my secret weapon, uh, which is going to take us out of Galut, is actually the Tanakh. That's my secret weapon. <laughs> That's what preserved us all these years.
0: No question about it. Important to remember on this Yom Atzmut, especially coming off of yesterday Yom Hazikaron, where we commemorated those who have given their lives so that we can so we can we can live. I, I would argue anywhere in the world, but certainly um, as a free people, not free from mitzvot, but free people in the land of Israel. I'm a little baffled by the whole uh, by the discussion over so many decades about the about the term chavshi, about the term freedom. You know, we finished Pesach, which obviously, you know, we as a people always look at as a holiday of freedom never never as a holiday of freedom from its vote uh, but I guess right. but I guess because of the background of some of the people involved in the formation of the State of Israel there were some who were skeptical about what they meant by that word I I, I think it's a little overblown frankly I, and I, I I agree with you yeah, and I do admire those that have tried over the years uh, to make a positive adjustment. I'm assuming that you're familiar with the fact that some people have tried to uh, implement the word kadosh, lihiotam kadosh bi'artzenu. Right. And again, even though that didn't really catch on, it's still just just the effort and the recognition that there's a higher level of freedom. There's freedom with kedusha, um, right? You know, which of course includes mitzvot. Uh, and I felt that that was um, you know important to point out. I-
1: I may be mistaken, but the word chafshi is not found very much. We use more the word chayrut. And chafshi almost implies freedom from something, which we don't believe in just having freedom from something. We believe in having freedom towards being connected to God. Chayrut is not just freedom from Yitzrayim, but as we're doing Svirat HaOmer, we're building up to the freedom to...
0: very good point very good point probably why we use the word chofesh for vacation because that uh, vacation always has you know conjures up uh uh, thoughts of just being you know a free for all and not having any any responsibilities or structure so (laughs) so maybe that that's that's why that word is used
1: there is a little bit of other controversy about atikvah which is interesting well obviously the arabs ...feel that it's not... ...it doesn't represent them... ...and they are citizens of Israel... Right. ...and uh, that's that's a bit of controversy... ...there there are uh, many... ...Eastern uh, Jews who came from Iraq... ...who don't look... the aate Mizrach Kadima... ...they were looking towards the Ma'arab... Right. And, <laughs> ...as in the Gemara... ...they refer to Eretz Israel as Ma'arabi... ...as Ma'arab... Um, ...so that's the, some of the... So ...they're a little bit offended by that as well... ...and, yeah. and there are people... There are people who, uh, there's an Arab judge, for example, he didn't take a knee, but uh, didn't want to sing Hatikva at a ceremony, it's on on film really, uh, because he doesn't feel included. In
0: Hatikva. On, on the on the point from the uh, the Eastern communities, um, one of the things that, that's always pointed out is how Judaism or Jewish life over the last many centuries really became Western Hemisphere centric. Let's put it that way. So, unfortunately, so, correct, right? Unfortunately, though, right? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, or or just a statement of fact. Uh, it is a statement of fact, but it's it's ignoring a a whole right that's true community you know? it is ignoring a, lot, a whole community a of, and in and
1: fact the majority i think the majority citizens of citizens in israel as are already
0: as right well, that's a good point of jews in israel right um so that is a uh, that's another thing to consider that there was always this um uh, affinity. Um, uh, toward looking at the Holy Land from uh, that person. I mean, just the fact that we always say Mizrah as we refer to you know the, the direction that we're um, turning to when it comes to um, Etzfilah, etc. Uh, the makes- wise
1: guy tour guides, the wise guy tour guides always, when you're inside or whatever, they ask, you know, where are we supposed to face? And they want someone to say, well, which way is Mizrah <laughs> right. You know, they wait, they would. They- they're salivating for
0: that. <laughs> I actually like that. That's a good, a good way. To, it's a good way, because if you do it that way, then people will remember it forever, you know. That's correct. You're a teacher, you know. That's, That's probably curious. the best way to communicate it. Rabbi Benji Kramer, um, a rabbi and coordinator of educational technology, Yeshiva Flapish Joel Braverman High School. For us, he is uh, in charge of Mayir Lim Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, analyzing the Hebrew language in a segment in memory of our dear friend, Mayor Weingarten. And today, if you missed any of this, make sure to go back to the archive. I've had a fantastic analysis and discussion regarding Hatikva, the national anthem of the state of Israel. Rabbi Kramer, to you I say, shlema.
1: Amen. And uh, we should all look for the future and hope for the future, and we can always have a better future.
0: Amen. Excellent. Rabbi Benji Kramer here at JM in the AM. And for those of you who feel that after a segment like that we need to play the Hatikva. Uh, don't worry, it's not the end of the show yet, but here is the uh, Hatikva JM in the AM. The Hatikvah that uh, Rai Benji Kramer was just speaking about here on uh, JM and the AM as we celebrate 74 years of Israel.